great hall of the Justice League, there are assembled the world's four greatest heroes, created from the cosmic legends of the universe. Hello and welcome to Weekly Foot Podcast. I'm, of course, your host, Rafi, and I'm here with the astonishing Seth. <gasps> Good morning, Seth. Hello. It is a, it is a crisp Saturday morning. It, it is. It is crisp. I just describe it that way because it's, like, still cold. Yeah. It's not, like, debilitating cold out, but, you know, it, we're here. It sucks. I, think, I feel like that <laughs> groundhog was lying to us. I'm starting to believe groundhogs can't understand weather. Yeah, you know, <laughs> subvert your expectations, I guess. What? Who? who why, I guess, you know? Yeah. I don't want education on it, but I still want to know why we trust the groundhog with meteorology. Imagine all the actual weatherman standing out there like, no, he's wrong. People are like... No, you're wrong. He's no, the fucking he's groundhog. The fucking he's gonna see his shadow, dude. You see, he watch. Ancient pagan tradition. <laughs> I, I, honestly, I have no idea. The elder god groundhog. The elder god. The don't, elder hug. Don't piss him off. He'll put you in a perpetual day of limbo. Yeah. <laughs> like he did to Bill Murray. <laughs> yeah. Now look at him. He fucked up Bill Murray pretty he hard. Fucked up Bill Murray pretty hard. Uh, That's why I don't see him in movies anymore. He's just, <laughs> he's just like he just can't. He's still going through the groundhog. You know they're doing like they did a car commercial where he's still in Groundhog Day. Oh no! He just takes the car, drives, play like here's the dude Chevy Alvarado, and he gets in. He just drives. He's got like the groundhog in the passenger seat, <laughs> and then he wakes up again, and it's the same thing. And it's like, don't do that to me. Like first of all, I don't like what commercials are like. Hey, here's E. T. Two in the form of a commercial. Right. And I also don't like it when they're like, hey, you remember how Bill Murray was stuck in a never-ending day? Oh yeah, that's still happening. That universe still exists. <laughs> he just keeps going. That didn't get crisis out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I saw like a, a fan edit, because in the beginning of that CW crisis special, they show like worlds getting like de- deleted out. Like, here's the Birds of Prey world, here's Batman 66 world. I'd love it if it was just like, here's the Groundhog Day world. <laughs> Here's the Matrix, like just random shit. Uh, but we have some news to talk about, Seth. <clears throat> Originally, uh, we were going to do something else, and then something big happened, and that'll be our final thing. Yeah. But uh, let's start with um, you, you like the Hulk, Seth? He's all right. You like the color red? Oh. oh. What if I were to tell you there There's was a red Hulk? Red Hulk. <gasps> yeah. He's stuck. So, William Hurts, General uh, Thunderbolt Ross. But what a... If he hurts, we gotta help him. <laughs> God damn. Sorry. <laughs> it's like just... It's William just, Hurts, anyways. It's uh, just, like, early enough for us to laugh at that too hard. Yeah. So, William Hurts, General Ross, is gonna appear in the She-Hulk Disney Plus show. Okay. Um, and it's been confirmed that he will become Red Hulk. I hope he keeps the mustache. When he was becoming Red Hulk in the comics, he didn't keep the mustache. But I want a mustached Hulk. Or a full beard. That'd be cool. Full beard Hulk? Full beard Red Hulk. I never understood, so... I think a beard on a Hulk would look cool. Yeah, uh, there's a future version of the Hulk called the Maestro. Uh He's got a big shaggy white beard and he's pretty badass. Neato. So, the, the, the thing with Red Hulk is obviously, like, Thunderbolt Ross is sitting in his office, he's like, God damn it, I hate the Hulk. I hate him so, so I'm gonna be the Hulk. I'll be him, yeah. So he, he has, like, government guys create a different form of gamma radiation. Red radiation. Which turns him into the Red Hulk. It, which, the only difference is, like, his body can project heat. 
not like fire blasts, like he's fucking Zuko, but like mm-hmm. he can like his his skin is hot. And that was like a big arc in the comics because it was like, oh, who is the Red Hulk? And then like to make matters worse, his daughter Betty Ross, who is uh, Bruce Banner's love interest, was turned into the Red She Hulk. And she became a character. Oh no. Um, <laughs> they even made a second Red Hulk because they just missed drawing him. And it was like a, it was like another general with another mustache. <laughs> Mustachioed Hulk. Only he had like a like a Ben Ten Red Hulk thing going on because he had a, he had like a power meter he could turn on, and it would like scale up how Hulka she was. That's weird. Yeah, it was pretty extra. He's like, he's like Bane, but not. Yeah, he's like Bane Hulk. Bane Hulk, but I'm fire. I'll smash you. I'll smash you. You know what's funny? The I think I think you know this, but the Bane that shows up in the Harley Quinn cartoon is just that Bane. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. He's like in a bar mitzvah or something. <laughs> he's on the phone. Like Joker's like, can you believe she's hooking up with other people? And she's like, that's what adults do, Joker. I don't know what happens. <laughs> she's, a, she's an adult. She has her choices. <laughs> there's, a scene, there's like an episode later on where like this kid who's an aspiring supervillain like does something horrible. Like puts a hit out on Harley. And Bane's sitting there like, Joshua, you can't just put out hits on people without, you know, proper... Uh, paperwork done. <laughs> he's just like... I like that. Yeah, he's like in the a-hole at the office who's just making sure everyone's like, you know, dotting their eyes. <laughs> but yeah, Red Hulk. You can't just do that. I'm looking forward to this. I really like yeah. Red Hulk, like, design-wise, and... Like, General Letter About Ross has been, like, in the MCU for a while. He's one of the few characters from The Incredible Hulk who actually made it into other movies. Mm-hmm. I think he's the only character, because we've recast, like, Bruce from that movie to Avengers. Um, he's like the... He's like... Whenever you see him, it's like, oh yeah, the Incredible Hulk counts. Forgot. <laughs> that means Abomination's running around somewhere. <laughs> I think he's in cold storage. That's what they said in, like, Ages of S.H.I.E.L.D. season one. Okay. But, like, the leader's still, like, around somewhere. There's just, like, characters that we don't see anymore, except for Thunderbolt Ross. <laughs> How we put together the Thunderbolts, which is like the Marvel uh, uh, Suicide Bolt. Squad? Yeah. That'd be cool. Also, just a good idea to have She-Hulk fight another Hulk, since we don't really have a bad Hulk yet. Mm-hmm. So, that'll be neat. Speaking of I neat, am Hulk. Uh, Seth, you like Spider-Man, yeah? What about non-stop? What if it was all Spider-Man all the time? No breaks. No stops. <laughs> no break. No stop. I hope there's no ads. I hope... Like, there's no, like, real ending to an issue. <laughs> it just keeps going. It's just, like, a preview of the next issue, so you're just, like, hooked on the next one. You never stop reading. Every 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 time, like, something happens, Rhino just escapes. You can't. He has to run back. <laughs> Somehow, the dialogue is written in such a way that you have to read it fast. <laughs> <laughs> you can't read it slow or your eyes will hurt or something. <laughs> it's, like, painful this letters. This book has dark sorcery. <laughs> When you read it, you gotta read it all in a minute. You gotta read fast. You can't put it down. There's no dialogue. <laughs> it's just, it's just like thwap, whip. It's like, like that's it. That's all it is. <laughs> it's like if, um, like the in the 007 universe, if they designed a comic book, you have to read it in under two minutes or it'll explode. <laughs> oh no. <coughs> so. Nonstop Spider-Man is going to be written by Joe Kelly, with art by Chris Bacciolo. Mm-hmm. It's coming out in June, and all we know is that it's high, t- 
high octane stories. Spider Man is gonna be going at a hundred and one percent. Only a hundred and one. I don't know what this means. <laughs> I'm scared. I'm I don't scared. know what this means. It's very fast. It's all Spider Man all time. Never stop. It's Quicksilver becomes <laughs> Spider Man for a day. He never touches the ground in the entire <laughs> comic because he's always just going. Oh no, the bank's on fire. Oh no, there's a terrorist attack over here. Oh no, there's punks in the park. It's like when you're playing Spider-Man PS4 and like every time crime yeah, happens. Notifications yeah, pop like, up. Oh, I gotta go over here now. Shit. I gotta, I gotta for crime. I gotta start cleaning up the city. It's like when the Venom suit takes over Spider-Man while he's not like awake. Yeah. And it just like goes on autopilot. Gotta do everything. <laughs> uh, let's see. We're gonna do everything around here. <laughs> Where like by the way, this is like the seventeenth Spider Man book we have. We've got amazing and, and symbiote Spider Man. Oh, I just I oh. And Miles Spider Man and Gwen Spider Woman. It's it's part of the reason why I just can't read comics, man. <laughs> just too bad because it's like they do that so that people have a like a a variety. Mm-hmm. Like if you don't like this Spider Man story, try reading this one, and it's like. Yeah, I get that, but at the same time, there's so many different Spider-Man yeah. books. Yeah, and then, and then I sit there and I go, like, well, which one's the main timeline? Right. And I understand that there's, like, I get now that there's no, like, main timeline. Mm-hmm. It's just like, hey, this is all leading to whatever event. Yeah, it's all happening, sure. Everything, but it's just like, what? It's especially, like, uh, back in the 2000s, they had Marvel Knights Spider-Man going and, like, a Spectacular Spider-Man. And in both books, he's dealing with the Green Goblin at the same time, and it's, like, completely different from one another. So you're reading, like, okay, but, like, which one is really happening? What, why are they ignoring each other? Yeah. I think that's the problem when you have multiple books about the same character, is, like, when you're reading Batman, he's, like, I'm stuck all alone fighting Bane. It's, like, yeah, but in another book, you have an entire team of Robins who are helping you out. Like, what, do you just forget that you have that here? <laughs> what the fuck's happening? What, you, what like, what gives Batman? Huh? I'm all alone. And then, like, you look over to your other book, it's like, I love my family. Yeah. Like, I'm all alone. You look over to the next book, Nightwing's just like, dude. You're just like, is there, like, five Batman? Like, yeah, what the what? fuck? Um, so, yeah, non stop Spider-Man. Keep going, never stop. Um, where Marvel creates life, DC ends it. Um, Supergirl is ending with issue 42. What's well, good, bad? Uh... <laughs> that's ambiguous. It's ambiguous. I don't. I don't know. It was it, it? Obviously, was like a good one. Yeah, for a while, Supergirl last for forty two issues. Yeah, for a while, Supergirl was doing pretty good, like post rebirth. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like when Bendis took over Superman, <laughs> Bendis. Uh, the Supergirl book also got affected and changed its premise. Mm-hmm. And then they. Uh, and then when Dark Knight's Metal was happening. There was now an evil Supergirl who took over the book, mm-hmm. and I think it's ending with that story. Yeah. Um, I only brought it up because it's like, it's crazy to think that, like, Green Arrow, or Flash, or Black... Oh, I guess Black... I think I have a book. It, it's crazy to think that, like, any characters that have shows are having books end. Because mm-hmm. I can only assume as soon as Supergirl ends, it's going to start back up because there's a show. Because that's yeah. just where their heads are. But I mean... I don't know, hopefully they, they, they do cool stuff with Supergirl. She's kind of a, she's kind of a big deal now. Um, let's see. Oh, here's some other DC female superhero stuff. You like board games. Yes, I do. Uh, Ravenburger oh. is making a new board game. 
<laughs> you see Matt? The what burger? <laughs> They're Max. Sorry. I hope the logo is an actual like raven and a burger. Yeah. Uh, we're getting a board game called Wonder Woman Challenge of the Amazons. It's a co-op strategy game where two to five players defend the mascara from uh, invading Wonder Woman villains. Nice. Cool. Um, sure. I'm always down for co-op board games, so... Anything, anytime they're like, hey, let's do a thing for Wonder Woman, I'm like, alright, cool, good. She's part of the Trinity, let's start acting like it. Yeah. Give her a goddamn board game. Start making her cool. Makes sense, too, because, of course, the second movie's coming out soon. Uh, speaking of movies... Movies? Oh, boy. Um, we got some set photos from James Gunn's Suicide Squad. Have you seen these? Have you talked about these? Yes, I've seen them. Alright, so... I like the King Shark being very sassy in the background. <laughs> now this is a raw piece of shit. Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> What's happening here? Um, so yeah, we see Harley Quinn. We see the Polka Dot Man. <laughs> polka Dot Man! Uh, we see the Rat Catcher. Uh, possibly King Shark. Uh, we're all assuming it because there's a big like CGI cage thing around his head. Mm-hmm. Um, and Idris Elba. Whose character we don't know yet. So <laughs> we have all these characters, superheroes, supervillains, sorry. And then, and then and Hollywood actor. Yeah, and then Idris Elba's just here. <coughs> Hi, I'm Idris Elba. He's here as Saw Gerrera. No. <laughs> uh, he might be playing uh, Peacekeeper. Peacekeeper? He was the model for the comedian from Watchmen. So, you know, it could be really good or it could be really scary. Um... Which the I know you said you're excited for uh, for King Shark, right? Yeah, I mean, cool. uh, weirdly enough, I'm excited for Ratcatcher, and it's not because I like Ratcatcher as a character. It's because like, are you telling me Ratcatcher? Yeah, I gotta go look this guy up. <laughs> he's the weekly Z listener. Hopefully, he's a, he's a of course he's a Batman villain because everyone's a Batman villain. Uh, was originally a guy, but is a girl for this movie. And, uh, yeah, he can control rats. That's kind of neat. It was funny, there's a Ninja Turtles villain just like that called the Rat King. He looks fucking weird. And gross. I, I recall his story being, like, kind of gross. Like, Batman was stuck in the sewers. And to fight rats. And because it's not Frank Miller Batman, he couldn't just eat the rats away. I'm, I'm really... <laughs> I'm really happy they didn't go with, like... Like, literally just calling him Ratman. Yeah. <laughs> like, they had every right to, and they were like, you know what, no, we're gonna... We're gonna rise above. So it seems like every iteration of him has a weird gas mask thingy. Yeah. Like a rebreather tube. Right. I assume because they all live in the sewer. Yeah, and then, like, really long, fingerless gloves. Like, okay... So the the idea for welders gloves, mm. right, are like a like a like a sock, like a high sock of yeah, a glove. Yeah, yeah, or like um, what is it? Like a falconer's glove. Okay. Is to go up as far so the little talons don't get to you, right? All right. Yep. Now, now you're supposed to cover your fingers with those too, but he wears those things as fingerless gloves. What the fuck? <laughs> and then he's got like thigh high like leather boots. How else can I get the dirty shit in my nails? Oh, he's got, like, rat teeth. <laughs> oh, he's weird. Beware of my rat teeth. But, like, the... He's like a fucking... Hey, man. What's up? <laughs> he just does look like a dude. It's just fuck? a dude. What's going on, guys? He looks like a... Who's that one guy from King of the Hill? 
who like don't like this and never understand what he's talking about. He, he really does look like Boomer. It was like Boomer. If Boomer was a superhero, he'd be the rat catcher. He's so weird. The reason I'm excited for it. Fuck. Yeah. You see him go through everything. <laughs> that is just being like, terrorized ah, rats. by rats. Oh god. Oh no. There's so many down here. How do I react to rats? It's like me, but slightly changed. It's like the Earth version of me. Um, the reason I'm excited for for the rat catcher is because like it's James Gunn and I know he's gonna do funny shit with rats. <laughs> I'm I'm looking forward to like the rat camera. Like we gotta send someone in there. Yeah. Don't worry, I got this. Produces rat from clothing. <laughs> <laughs> Crawls through the the tube. Um, I hope her her like fighting style is just throwing rats at people. Like that's all come I got. On. This is the one thing I do. Like. <laughs> There's a joke to be made about a rat catcher throwing rats. Yeah. Catch the rat. <laughs> ah! I got rabies now. You piece of shit. Um. Bless you. Bless you. Thank you. That's background Macy. Background Macy. Um. So yeah, I'm excited for James Gunn's Suicide Squad. Yeah. It, it, he's gonna make it fun. Yeah. Like. Speaking of DC movies. DC movies. We got another big thing to talk about. Last week, we saw just a little bit of the Batman costume. Yeah, with his gun bat. With his gun, with his gunman fucking logo. <laughs> and we got more set photos. Uh, we get to see more of the suit now. He has average pointy ears. Not too long, not too short. He's got some shoulder guards. It looks like he's carrying, like, those... Those, uh... Needle things that the Mandalorian has on his gauntlet. These things. Oh, yeah. He does have singing birds, doesn't he? Yeah. Or pens. I have said a lot of checks. Was... <laughs> 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 Did I hurt you? Hold on, let me write you a check. Somebody, well, it's a good thing they're robbing the bank. I gotta go make a deposit, so. He has, like, lenses in his mask. I'm wondering if those are, like, gonna light up so we get the white eyes or something. That would be cool. Yeah, or if they're just, like, weird goggles. They were like, you know what, Snyder had something with the goggles. Let's incorporate the goggles. Um, I also like that his, we see him driving a motorcycle at a graveyard, <laughs> and what I love- so edgy! You know what I love about his motorcycle? It's got bad ears. It's got bad ears. He's on brand. Yeah. Finally, a Batman on brand who doesn't have a credit card. But the Bat credit card is the best <laughs> Bat device ever. Who does it go to, though? <laughs> What's the routing for Batman? <laughs> What's the routing number for Batman, damn it? Uh, he can probably turn his head because he has like a weird like collar around the mask, which mm-hmm. is cool. Um, I, what's interesting is that he doesn't have a cape. I'm wondering if they're just going to be bold and be like, no cape. Or if it's going to be a cool CGI cape like they did with Superman. Huh. You know, because it's, it's noticeable. Yeah. I think it's going to be a seat. I, I don't know if they're brave enough to, like, not do the cape. Right. But, uh, interesting. Why is he driving a motorcycle at a cemetery? Who could Batman be visiting at a cemetery? Yeah. <laughs> Riddle me this, Batman. Who the fuck you visiting at the cemetery? So, it, uh, that, that is an interesting question, because what is it if... <laughs> is it on the Wayne Manor? Right. 
like, is it is it is it the graveyard on the side where his parents are actually buried, or is it like a public cemetery? A public cemetery. And if it's a public cemetery, why the fuck is he out there? Yeah, and like the syphilis are him being there like during the day. Yeah. So you can just be visiting like your great uncle or something. He's he stops at the Wayne's thing, and you're like, "What's Batman doing? <laughs> What's Batman doing Who's here? Is he visiting? Why is he visiting the like what?" Uh-huh. Oh, oh. <laughs> I wonder what he's doing over there. You just hear like, "I'm so sorry, mommy and daddy." Like, just not cutting at all. <laughs> he's just. <laughs> Mom, dad, I found the gun. I turned it into a bat. You're like, yeah, it's pretty you're cool, like, it's right? Pretty cool. Someone stands up to this, and he's like, "Don't tell you why I was here. I'll find you." Whoosh. He just like runs on. <laughs> gets on a stupid bike. He gets on doing his bike. It like it's like it's not really starting up, it's just like mm. He's like, Come on. Come on. <laughs> I'll tell you <laughs> I'm not Bruce Wayne. Yeah, he like angrily points back at, at the kid. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. I'm not Bruce I know what you're thinking. I know what you're thinking. But it's not true. It's not true. <laughs> Starts pulling away, falls off, gets back up. <laughs> He's like, alright, won't we'll start. Engage, like, bicycle mode. Just ching, ching. What the hell's going on? Oh, man. I don't need your judgment. I hope somebody makes fun of him for having daddy ears on his bike. <laughs> yeah. If he's gonna make that, that choice. Yeah, like, somebody has to be like, really? Yeah, it's the modern day. Someone has to call him out on it. Yeah. You fuck, your bike's dumb. I like the... You're dumb. Of- Fog light it has in the front of it. <laughs> oh God! What the fuck? Stop! Turn your high beams off. I only have high beams. Uh, speaking of DC stuff, we got yeah. the we got the big news. This is the news that changed what our our day plan was. Dan DiDio. Yes, this man has left so, DC uh, Comics. Yeah. So explain to me why this is important. Okay. Because I just I just saw it was like. Like, uh, I'll say, like, DC Officer Leaves. Yeah. But okay. I was like, okay. So... And, and all, all the comic book nerds were like, Jesus fucking Christ. Like, this this is either this is either the end times or fucking, the like... The new beginning. The new beginning for everyone. All the comic book nerds were taking off their glasses. Oh, my God. Yeah, basically. Okay, so, Dan Dio was the editor-in-chief at DC Comics... Um, I think he was also the chief creative officer. Okay. Basically, everything Jeff John was or Jeff Johns was before he left, like before he left, that's what Dan DiDio became after Johns left. Okay. Like, Johns was the per- like Jeff Johns was the person who was like DC Rebirth, bringing back Wally, bringing back like love and legacy and like all the important shit that makes DC what it is that people like. Yep. Like Jeff Johns was like the DC fans like man. Okay. Um, and in the background you had. Uh, editor DiDio, you had Jim Lee, who was an artist turned editor, and they were the people who were like, no, New 52, no, make everything darker and grittier, that'll separate us from Marvel, no, we're more adults, we don't care about what, like, the fan legacy stuff, like, we're just trying to sell books to people and make things cool, um, okay, that was the relationship, and then John's left, so Jim Lee and, and, uh, what is it, uh, DiDio could do all that stuff again, so much so that, like, so, with DC Rebirth, Jeff Johns was obviously building up to all the Watchmen stuff. And he was building up to what the universe of DC was going to be like post their connection to Watchmen. And he had this whole plan. Of course, he had to leave, so his plans got splintered. And now I think he just writes Shazam 
and that's constantly getting delayed because they know he writes it. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, he left the company, and so uh, Dezio took Doomsday Clock and changed it into a new direction towards something called 5G. And 5G is going to be, like, the next New 52. Mm-hmm. It's going to make a lot of characters, like, a bit older. It's going to put some younger characters in the place of older characters. But it's essentially their next attempt to get new readers. Like, I don't want to say the Dio has always been a, a bad thing for DC Comics, because he's, he's an editor-in-chief. There are some decisions he's made that have been good. Um, but it's just, like, the decisions he's made that have pissed people off have been, like, like really big and, like, impactful. Mm-hmm. Like, back in, I think, 2013, Batwoman, you know, Batman's cousin, yep. who's a lesbian... Um, the red hair one, right? Yes. Okay. She was in a relationship with uh, Maggie Sawyer, who's like uh, the Metropolis Police Commissioner, and the two of them were leading up to getting married, and the writer wanted to marry off Batwoman and, and Maggie Sawyer, and DiDio shot that idea down because he didn't want superheroes to get married. Mm. He didn't want them to get married because then they'd be happy, and there would be no reason for Batwoman to be Batwoman if she's happy. And that's kind of his main logic that people really disagree with. But you gotta... Hmm. This is just, like, generic story storytelling and, and things like that. You gotta give your heroes something every once in a while. Like, yeah, they gotta go through the journey and all that shit. Mm-hmm. But, like, they gotta get something that'll make them not gloomy bastards for a little bit. Right, and imagine how different the formula of a superhero's life becomes when they're married. Exactly. Like, there's way more potential in the stories what? you could tell from them getting married than there is for them being like, nope, same stuff. Yeah, well, that's that's part of the reason why I like the, the Flash TV show so much, is, like, he's got, what do you call it, Barry has Iris for, like, everything. And it's it's it, that that dynamic is interesting to see. Yeah, that's what you've seen grown, you know? Yeah, exactly. It's, it's how he grows as a character and stuff. So mm-hmm. it's just, mm. Yeah, and, like, in a comic book medium... It's different because... Plus, how fucking cool would a bat-themed wedding be? Yeah, right? Like... That's what that's what everyone was saying with when Tom King was trying to marry off Batman and Catwoman. That, that didn't go off because Tom King just wanted 100 issues. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't want to stop well, at 50. That's, that's fair. But, like, yeah. but at the same time, it's like, if you have 100 issues and you're, you're thinking about marrying them off at 50, do it. Because I, I bet the stories are going to be more interesting that way. Right. Um, but yeah, he, he didn't do the Batwoman thing. When the New 52 started, the deal was like, alright, uh, no Wally West. Like, Wally West was just gone from the universe. And that was halfway because of Johns, because Jeff Johns likes Barry Allen way more. Mm-hmm. But it was also like, that doesn't mean you have to, like, etch out Wally completely. Yeah. And when they did bring Wally back, they brought him back as an African-American teenager. And I think we talked about this before, people had issue with it. And you had, like, the Dio fans being like, you have a problem with it because you're racist and he's black. And it's like, no, it's just that this guy doesn't behave like Wally. Mm-hmm. He isn't the same character. You didn't bring him back. You invented a new character and slapped this guy's name on him. So, when Rebirth started and Jeff Johns was kind of in control of things, the first thing he did was bring Wally back and establish that they're two different people. Mm-hmm. So, and like, when Jeff Johns came back, and I know we talked about this when we did DC Rebirth like three years ago or something, um... You know, people didn't like New 52. So Jeff Johns established that, like, oh, Dr. Manhattan made New 52 happen. Mm-hmm. Like, everything bad with New 52 was because of this asshole over here. 
So instead of acknowledging that it happened and just kind of accepting it, he gave president to be like, oh, you don't like the New 52? Well, don't worry. We're going to go punch the guy that did it. <laughs> and it's this blue naked man. This blue naked... It's not even a man anymore. He's just a god. <laughs> don't worry. Superman's going to give him a real stern talking to. And it's going to be the Superman you remember. Um, there was another character from the Batman family named Stephanie Brown. Okay. And she went from being a character called Spoiler. Uh, she was Ro- she was Robin for a little while. Mm-hmm. And then towards the end of, like, pre-New 52, she was the third Batgirl. And, you know, when New 52 started and they were moving stuff over to this new universe, uh, Didio cut her out. And the reason being is because she was, like, her... Most Batman books are, like, um, brooding or whatever. Like, there wasn't a lot of happy Batman books, but hers was. Mm-hmm. And she was, like, she's happy. She can't be happy. She's a Batman vigilante. She can't be happy. Mm. And it's, like, dude, <laughs> these people aren't robots. Yeah. Like, Bruce Wayne smiles, you know? Yeah. Um... It's nice seeing Batman smile because you know he's up to something. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like it too because it's like, as Batman, you got to think sometimes you got to acknowledge the lunacy of what you're doing. Yeah, absolutely. Well, there, there's there's another thing with, with, with Batman in general is like, he, as, as I, the, the thing I preach is your, your favorite heroes are always something that either you can't do or you can relate to on such a like personal level. Right. And everything. And so, like, me, I can't I can't run and I'm not very athletic. Flash, favorite hero. <laughs> I fucking love him. Um, but, like, people who like Batman and stuff like that, like, they're, they're the people who have gone through so much shit. And then they see this guy who's just doing something about it. Yeah. And everything. And then to see that, and then him also be like, hey, Superman, this is fucking hilarious, right? Like, <laughs> like actually just, just, just laugh about just something. Just be a person. Yeah, just be a person for a little bit. It's like, oh, okay, so things, things, like, if he can do it. Yeah. I think that's why, like, myself and a lot of people don't like Tom King's Batman is because he just acts like a robot. Yeah, he's you not. Don't, you don't get a lot of moments where he's like, can leave the shit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm fighting a clown. <laughs> like, there's, like, in a helicopter, and he's just, like, peeling across the ground. Yeah, just... And Batman's standing there, and you're like, you see this? <laughs> Look at him, he's just well, going. It's, it's not even just that, just, like, moments where he, like, he gets back, and Alfred's just like, hey, Bruce, what's up? And everything, he's just like, Alfred, you wouldn't fucking believe <laughs> Like, just, when when Batman's a person, yeah, a person first and a superhero second, I think he's at his best. Yeah. But. Because the most, you know, endearing factor to Batman is that he is human. He's just a human, yeah. You know, and he, he doesn't have any kind of, like, special, I mean, other than being rich, he doesn't have any, yeah. any, like... And he could be shot like you or I. Yeah, exactly. And so and for him to behave like a human only enforces that, like, factor of him. Exactly. Or, like, when it's... It's that, or when when you have, like, the whole Justice League on the thing, and everybody is still looking at Batman like, alright, boss, what do we do? Yeah, it's like, and, wow. And it's like, <laughs> Superman could just breathe in his direction and he'd <laughs> fucking break in half. Like... Yeah. The fact that they have so much respect for him. Exactly. You know, it's, it's nice. So... The biggest kind of offense that Didio is kind of responsible for, and like, it's dicey because it's his opinion, mm-hmm. but at the same time, his opinion has affected what happens in like DC Comics yeah. and what happens to characters because you know it's like I don't like this guy, Get, make him go away. I find the difference between what is it between stoic and edgy? Yeah, is, is what I'm what I think I'm getting at. Because mm. mm. stoic Batman is great, 
mm-hmm. edgy one, I'm just like, fucking, come on. Like, uh, but it's off a ride. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, look at all these rats. <laughs> so, the Dio doesn't like Teen Titans era characters. Uh, n- more necessarily like Titans in their 20s, basically. Mm-hmm. So, he doesn't like Wally, he doesn't like Roy. He do- he does not like Nightwing at all. Now, yeah. obviously this means a lot to me because Nightwing's yeah. my favorite character. Absolutely. Um, and a lot of people share that regard. With Nightwing, the reason DiDio doesn't like him is because if if the original Robin is allowed to become an adult and be like in his like, er, like late 20s, mm-hmm. that means Batman has to at least be in his mid-40s. Yep. And DiDio like, grew up with Batman and attaches to Batman. And so he has to acknowledge that Batman has to grow old in order for Nightwing to exist. So, rather than just accept that and do stories about Batman being, like, a bit older and, you know... I mean, The Dark Knight Returns was founded on the fact that Batman got old. Um, He chooses to, like, ignore and get rid of Nightwing at every opportunity so that Batman can be, like, alone and stoic and, like, not be old. Mm -hmm. Um, So, during Forever Evil, which I think was 2012, um, Dick Grayson has had his identity revealed to the public... Mm -hmm. And he was, quote-unquote, killed off. Instead, he was put over to this book where he became a spy. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was, like, a... Um, what, what is it when you, like, settle for something? Like, if we had a conversation and we came to, like, an agreement that, like... It starts with this letter C. I can't... Compromise. Yeah. The compromise was, okay, we'll kill Nightwing, but Dick Grayson will still be alive. He'll be over here and... and, and People will think he's dead. He won't interact with any other superheroes. He'll be in his own book over here. And his thought was like, alright, good, that'll tank sales and we'll get rid of Dick Grayson forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, because Dick Grayson has such a strong fan base, hi, mm-hmm. um, people <laughs> people bought Grayson. Yeah. And I enjoyed it. I liked it when he was a spy. I was like, he's not even shooting people. He's throwing the gun at people. <laughs> so I could... I- so that, that's another thing. I, I think Nightwing is best when he's interacting with, like, the actual Justice League. Because yeah. he just sits there and he's like, yeah, I was just like, I was his buddy for a while. What's up? What do you want to know? What? Yeah. Because you get, you get so much more out of him about Batman. Because <laughs> he's just been there. Like, yeah. <laughs> he's just been hanging out with him for so long. Oh, you think Batman's so, bad here? Try, yeah. try growing up with him. Exactly. Try being 12 and living in his house. Yeah, like, that's... That's the part I like about about Dick Grayson. Like I, I'm, I'm not huge on Nightwing. Whatever. Yeah, but you like the idea. But I like, like the idea of like, and he came out okay. Yeah, it, yeah. It, that's that's a big part. He, Batman's message to me is it's gonna be okay. Yeah. Like <laughs> I, I also like the idea of so. like because it's a very real thing. Kids, people in general. Yeah, yeah. They they grow up taking what happens to their parents as an example. And whether they choose to repeat what their parents do or do something different because of their parents' like faults helps yep. them develop. So it's no wonder Dick Grayson turned out to be the happiest go lucky motherfucker in the DC yeah, universe cause when your dad is Batman. Yeah, his dad's Batman. He hangs out with fucking Wally West. Yeah, like. <laughs> that's why. That's why when people complain about Damian Wayne. I'm like, oh no, there's hope. Like his dad's Batman. He, yeah. He's gonna edge out just fine. Yeah, and and like Damian's uh, Damian's another thing. Damian's fucking hilarious because he is <laughs> nothing. Like Batman. Yeah. And Batman has to sit there and be like, kid, we can't just fucking pull a sword out. Like, st- stop, stop. <laughs> yeah. Batman has to pull it back <laughs> yeah. as an example to Damien. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, it's just, uh. So, Dick Grayson becomes a spy. Yes. 
they fix it later to be like, oh, the world forgets that he's Nightwing because of spy technology. Ooh. And Dick Grayson comes back. It's a hot spray can for a girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. He, he layers on his peelable Nightwing Ooh. costume and moves to Bloodhaven, <laughs> and he's back. Yeah. And again, Dio was like, yes, but I want you to kill him. <laughs> so, uh, I think it was maybe a year ago now, uh, they did something called Rick Grayson. Oh, no. Around Heroes in Crisis, which is another DiDio thing that we're going to talk about in a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, during Heroes in Crisis, uh, Wally West was... No, he wasn't killed off. Roy Harper was killed off. Okay. Sorry, Roy. Um, wrong place, wrong time. Okay. <coughs> Wally West was responsible for murder, so he was locked up in jail... So, you know, the the symbol of rebirth and everything? Yeah. Oh, yeah, he killed a bunch of people. He's in jail now. That's fun. And now it's looking like he's going to get the Mobius chair, somehow get access to Dr. Manhattan's powers, and kick in 5G. Like, he's going to become the new anti-monitor. <laughs> like, okay, thanks. Yeah, no, I had a lot of hope for this character. So what if 5G is just... Is just, uh, what do you call it? New 52, but done right? <laughs> I, th- I think they really just want to have a New 52 that sells right. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, so here's a crisis happens. Around that same time, Didio's like, hey, and while we're killing off Titan's characters, what about what about Nightwing over there? Mm-hmm. And they're like, all right, Didio, we, we can't kill Nightwing. People are going to freak out. But here's the compromise. We'll shoot him, and then we'll have Rob Liefeld write him as a different character completely. So Dick Grayson takes a bullet to the head, survives, um, but, like, gets amnesia. Okay. And so he he starts acting like, like Jason Todd. Now, you can't do that because you have Jason Todd. <laughs> he becomes, right? he becomes Rick you, Grayson. If you want to do, if you want to fucking do Red Hood shit, just, yeah, just use Red Hood. Do it over there. And I guarantee you that book will sell. Yeah, people fucking love people Red People love Red Hood. Because he is the, the anti-Robin. Yeah. Like, <laughs> love Punisher Batman Robin. Yeah, Punisher Batman Robin. I'm good With man. cool cyber helmet. <laughs> so, like, I'm good man. I'm good man. <laughs> but, like... Gun man, you're supposed to hate guns. <laughs> so, I become what I hate. I become what I hate. So like the thing with Rick Grayson was like he was Nightwing and he was more violent and hey he was he was more similar to like the DC Universe Titans live action show mm-hmm. ain't that convenient? Um, and he was just like a different person and he could be written. Fuck Batman. He could be written like darker and stuff and people of course were like no and like this isn't Dick Grayson. Yeah, and and what's funny is like that's what. So when the deal was doing, when the deal was like, do Grayson, he was like, do Spy Grayson because I don't think that book will sell. And it did. But with Rick Grayson, it's like, no, the sales have been horribly down. So it's like, the deal actually got to do what he wanted to do, where it's like, alright, I can't kill Nightwing, but I can at least put him in a situation where his book won't sell, so maybe he'll get cancelled. Yeah. Um, now Nightwing is supposed to be coming back as Nightwing again, um... We don't know the context yet. the Batman who talks shit. Like, how can you not like that? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. The Batman who talks shit. (laughs) He's the Batman who laughs, but, you know, isn't isn't carrying around fucking zombie teenagers. (laughs) Exactly. But, like, you know, the deal... The deal's faults are in using his opinion, his platform, basically, to, like... I don't know. It, it's tough because I'm not a I'm not an editor, and like, I'm sure part of doing that is your opinion, 
But at the same time, like, acknowledging that, like, there are fans of these characters Mm -hmm. and knowing it's going to piss people off, it's, like, the same thing that, like, like, it feels like, it feels like poking the bear to get its attention. Because Bendis does that kind of thing all the time. When he started writing Superman, there was an implication that Superman's son and wife were gone, Mm -hmm. and he didn't know why until, like, the end of the miniseries. Okay. So it's like... Bendis wrote that knowing people are going to be upset thinking I one more day Superman. Mm-hmm. But that means they'll just buy the book to see what I actually did. Mm-hmm. So it feels like with, with DiDio, it's it's very much a case of like, I'm going to hurt these characters because I know it's going to upset people. So that way when they hear about these characters being referenced or coming back, or, you know, the book I killed them in isn't finished yet, they'll just keep reading it. Uh, yep. But, you know, he, he was an editor, and despite his opinions can't ignore all the work he's done for DC for so long, a lot of people on, like, Twitter and stuff, like, there are people that were upset. I mean, I guess not upset, but, like, kind of, you know, happy. But there are other people... The, the, the most I saw was, like, one side is happy that he's gone. The other side is just shocked that, the, that they dragged him, that they finally got him out. Mm-hmm. Because this guy was, like, so, he had a solid position... People didn't think he'd ever leave because he was in such a comfy spot. Mm-hmm. Um, now, the big question is, how and why did he leave? We don't know that yet, but the the bleeding cool rumor, so take that with a grain of salt, is that sales didn't go the way that like the higher-ups at Warner Brothers wanted, and they needed a guy to blame. Mm-hmm. And since the deal was like the top spot, he was the one to blame. Yeah. Now, again, we don't know if that happened. We don't know if he left at his own accord. Um, DC Comics as like a as a company has always been kind of weird about like how much can someone do before they get kicked out. Yeah. Um, again, a while back, I remember us talking about this. There was a DC editor who had a lot of claims of like sexual harassment in the office. Yeah, and they just put him in a different room. They just put him in a different room that didn't have women in that department. <clears throat> And yep. so, so like, yeah, you know. Because that fixes the problem. Yeah. It took a lot before that guy actually got kicked out. So, like, you know, with with deal, it's like, again, I don't think he, he's not going that far with anything. But Yeah. But it's absolutely a case of, like, he wants to do something that oversees a lot of people's, like, wants and needs. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, I've seen a lot of people on Twitter, um saying that he's leave that he left of his own accord mm-hmm. and it's, it's people that are like i worked at dc mm-hmm. and stuff so again take take that with a grain of salt yeah um but a lot of people are like yeah this seems like it was it was coming yeah or something like around the office we just oh like yeah it was like, like a build-up there was there's a build-up to it he's finally gone nothing bad we wish him all the best right it's just time for a new whatever a new regime yeah, yeah. It, it's weird too because again like the whole 5g so, thing I'm, I'm hoping it's like that i don't like yeah, you don't want it to fall apart. yeah i don't want him to fall apart like, yeah I, I from what i see he hasn't done anything wrong sure he's just he took dc in a direction that he wanted to see and mm-hmm. not everybody agreed with it right hey it's still around yeah so like the, <laughs> couldn't have done anything too bad yeah it's just i'm interested to see how dc springboards from this because mm-hmm. so much of what they were doing was pushed by him. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be interesting to see what like new opinions fly through. Bendis is our <laughs> right? director now. Now, now it's going to be a matter of like how like how long will it take before <clears throat> Bendis kicks down Jim Lee's door. Yeah. Because Jim Lee's kind of like the last hey, person can I in just, power. Can I just like, can I just, can I just be DC? I'm taking your office, Jim Lee. Yeah. <gasps> taking your office and then I'm going to write about 
a new office <laughs> that's over here that, is, that you've never heard of, but he's been there the whole time. Hey, Bennett, I, re- I read your script for the new Justice League book. Uh, who are all these characters? Oh, they're all my original creations. Yeah. Uh, what was wrong with the last Justice League? Oh, I didn't, like, own them. I have Robot Man. He's blue and white, and he does <laughs> sonic weapons. <laughs> Shit, that's just cyborg. <laughs> <laughs> this is a uh, sticky boy. Sticky he's, boy. He's got a red and blue costume, and he shoots sticky stuff. And uh... is sticky boy? He's just covered in sugar water. <laughs> that's it. That's all he does. <laughs> that's all he does. Ha ha ha! That's me. I'm the everyman superhero. <laughs> Anyone can be me. You know, it'd be funny huh. if the Dio went to Marvel. <clears throat> that would be funny. I don't know what he would. Do necessarily because I feel like Marvel and DC have a very different, like, legacy of characters. Mm-hmm. I also don't know what his experience is with Marvel comics in terms of like what he's read, but like I can imagine it being something like, oh, Miles Morales, get him out of here. I want to read about Peter. <laughs> Kid, just do that, man. People it would be fucking funny if he went to Marvel and was like, all right, let's start getting these teenage superheroes fucking out of here. Yeah. And then Bendis is like, I knew he was going to do that. <laughs> so then he starts, like, taking out the Dio character. <laughs> yeah. And we just get, like, cross-faction wars. Yeah, yeah, DC starts pushing their teenage lineup and Marvel starts pushing them down. Yeah. No, yeah, I think the Dio would not like the champions. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. But we'll see what happens. We'll keep an ear to the ground as far as what's going on with the Dio. Again, like... This is a pretty big deal. Mm-hmm. I, I would say this is like... Like, this has been the biggest deal for comic books since Bendis. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we'll see what develops, you know? This is a this is an ongoing story. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, guys, that's all the news we have today. Uh, thank you for listening along. We'll see you guys next week. Go to fa- uh, You can check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. And uh, we'll catch you guys next week. Goodbye. <laughs>